Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Something Cool. Thank you for your considerations as we learn the best way to record with our guest artists here at the Artist Hand. You again may want to listen to this episode through something other than headphones or earbuds, but we hope this is the last time you will need to think about that. Today, Trish Dodson has joined us to celebrate 20 years of arts camp in Indiana, PA, for which she is the administrator of, and it is something that she truly formulated in this community. Trish Dodson is a local artist and our educator and a good friend of our host, Sandy Trimble. Come on down. Look around, take in some sights, enjoy the sounds, be a part of the arts, the artist's hand gallery. Hi everyone, we've known each other since grad school, we were both art educators, we've worked, you and I, in several districts around the county. You started Arts Camp 20 years ago, which would be around 1999. It would be, yes. What kind of crazy idea did you have? I think I wanted teach kids art and song? Well, I have two children, and my oldest was always into theater, and she was not really into sports. She kind of had two left feet. I apologize, Megan. You're, you're quite graceful now. <laughs> but uh, there were lots of camps for sports, but there were no camps for the arts. And IUP had this thing called the YES program, the Youth Experience in Summer. I remember that. Many yeah. years ago. Yeah, and, and I was able to teach in that and I did do a couple of kind of cool little lessons. We actually did a treasure hunt lesson where they could draw maps. Cool. Oh, oh yeah. So we kind of integrated all sorts of things with that. Missoula's Theater had a camp at UPJ, and it was an overnight camp. And for me in sixth grade, this was exciting because you got to go stay on campus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I took, I took notes on what I liked about these places, and I said, we need a camp. So we uh, talked a little bit to the Indiana Art Association, and they said, let us know what we can do. Well, they pitched in. Some of them taught classes. Some of them baked cookies. Uh, oh, I remember that. That's right. When we were upstairs on the fourth floor of the theater building. building. Exactly. And those ladies would truck cookies up for snack time. Uh-huh. That's and, right. And Bob Moore would bring orange drink from, um, I think it was Orange High C from McDonald's. From McDonald's. That's right. Because we have those big, cups. huge. <laughs> That's right. That was great. <laughs> and my kids still can't drink High C, Orange High C, and not say this reminds me of Arts Camp. Well, so we started the first years that we had Arts Camp because the Indiana Art Association, or your parent company, they were meeting in the Indiana Theater Building. That was right. their meeting place. In the studio and the meeting uh, room. So we, we would have those two rooms on the fourth floor. Right. Okay. Yeah, Megan was into theater, but the first few years we didn't do theater. No, we did not. We did, oh goodness, the first year was four days. It was the week before New Growth Arts Festival, for those of you who remember New Growth Arts Festival. <laughs> that was a big deal. I was on the Arts Council yeah. at the time as well. So we did it right to coincide with New Growth Arts Festival so that we could have our show at the end of the week and we could put it out for the festival and people could see it. Now, before you go anywhere, what do you mean by your show? The kids made a product, you know, an art piece that we would put out as part of a, oh, this is our arts camp show. So they actually got to be part of a real art show. And, and the art show was actually on the fourth floor of the meeting room. Oh, yeah, it was for years. Yeah, yeah so we had a sign out, and people would come up to the fourth floor and check it out. It was usually fairly packed. So arts camp changed, of course, for a couple of years. Oh, uh, it's kind of morphed almost every year. <laughs> yeah, but I guess I'm talking evolve. about 
the theater component? Like, how did you get, like, where did it, when did it stop being just visual arts? Probably the second year, I believe. Well, I think our first year technically would have been 2000. Okay. Because we started planning for it in 99. Okay. I think 2000 was our first year because that gave us till 20 years. And last year would have officially been the 20th year. This year is 21. We decided that um, a couple of people that Megan had worked with and been in theater with, and um, Miss uh, Robin Bailey Orchard was our theater person for quite a long time. And before that, we actually had uh, Kate Buckley did third and fourth grade, and Megan had worked with her on the Philadelphia Street play. Well, Indiana Slayer. Indiana Slayer. Because yeah. she was she was in the Shakespeare team, right. so she had Peggy. So Peggy used to do third and fourth grade, and she would have them doing Shakespeare. It was an amazing phenomenal. Week. She, and was, she absolutely. I remember the year they did. I think it was Twelfth Night, and we made felt masks. I did the felting class right. and with third and fourth grade, and then they wore their masks as part of the theater production. We were integrating all sorts of um, different subjects together way before it was even the thing to do. School. That's right. <laughs> it's true. We were cutting edge. So, all right. So then we, we, had, we went from visual arts to visual arts and theater, and then somewhere along the line, we started doing music. And is that when Rosemary... Um, the first uh, person that taught music was actually Ellen Warner. Oh, okay. So I she did that. for... I thought two years and then Rosemary joined us after Ellen said she had other things she had to do. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And Rosemary, we didn't say Rosemary's last name. Rosemary Buchanan. Rosemary Buchanan, who taught music and Blairsmith. She did. Rosemary Buchanan and I had a very special relationship as well because <laughs> when I was working at the intermediate unit at Erin, she was my mentor. Oh, and okay. when I went to Blairsville for teaching, she was my mentor again because she'd gone there about two years before me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she said to me, will you stop following me around? <laughs> and then so, she retired and I retired. What makes our arts camp, I think, so special and what raises the bar is that you always have professional teachers. Right. This right. wasn't, you know, I mean, you're the year that our the, the art association ladies helped out with teaching, right. they were just great ladies and great teachers. Right. And many workshops. But your teachers were all certified, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. For well, some teachers. of us. Yes. But, <laughs> yes. Uh, most of them, all of them had cert teaching certification, teaching degrees, and, and experience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's why we said, you know, right off from the beginning, the kids are paying tuition. We're paying our, our teachers a decent rate, so that it's common. Right. And and. I mean, I remember, I mean, it wasn't such a big deal, especially when my kids were in camp. But, you know, you taught during the year and you had your quote-unquote summer talk. Right. But we gave up two weeks of our summer, right. or three by the time you include planning and everything that went into that, to be part of arts camp. And it was a lot of fun. And I've had a few of my teachers every year say, oh, we can't wait for this. It's like a little experiment for them. They're going to try out something that they've always wanted to try out. And it's only a week. So, and there was always just a group of kids that are up for whatever they want to do. And that, that is part of the joy is that you've got kids who want to be there. They want to make art. They love art. Art is part of their language. Right. And so... And their parents are looking for something more that they can do. What, right. what else can I get this kid into? Right. So this year I noticed, like, I just happened to be in the studio when you were back there with your teachers, with the exception of Arlene Miller, who has been there. I mean, I remember setting up the show with Arlene on the fourth floor. So Arlene has been the one Years. Uh, almost for the 
full 20 years. Um, you've got a completely new and completely young group this year, right? It varies from year to year. I actually have a young lady who, who started out being in my junior art association, Jill Duda, the time right. she's doing right. now. And Jill, she went to college and got a degree in art education. This year, unfortunately, she was not able to be part of our group. She had something else going on at that time. Right. But it's kind of neat because she spent 20 years with us and we, we watched her grow and blossom and two, two kids later, here she is. Yeah, and she's teaching what at United? She is teaching at United. She was a student at Arts Camp. She was part of the Junior Art Association. You know, then became a helper at Arts Camp right. and then went on to become an art educator and teacher at Arts Camp. She is a fantastic teacher, so yes, we'd like to say that maybe we have a little So, congratulations on 20 years. I think I opted out after 15. I have the 15-year shirt, so I know I was there through at least 15 years. We can get you one this year. Hey, still you know, as, as a retiree. That was the other thing, right? As often, not every year, but often we did shirts. We did t-shirts that said arts camps. It's just been, it's, it's really is an Indiana legacy. And we have kids, as you said, who started out with us, who are now adults, who are now parents, who are now sending their kids. And it's, it's always been kind of cool because we have grandparents that wanted to send their grandkids every year. Another kind of icon here, Lois Tobin, called me one year from her hospital bed. She was sick. And she called me to make sure that I had a space for her two grandkids that were coming to visit. And as it turned out, Emily met a kid of another teacher, um, Jim Orchard, and the two of them wound up going to a dance together a couple of years ago in college. There you go. Absolutely. Our camp has had huge influences in this community. It's pretty exciting. So we're no longer on the fourth floor of the theater building. I remember, I think the last year I taught, we were at Horse Band. Oh, yes. Elementary school, which was a hot one. Oh, my gosh. Of course, Horse Band was in air conditioning, so that was, um, we all lost weight that year. (laughs) But you're at the high school this year. They're hosting you. Yes, and it it is actually air conditioned, so we're excited, and there's a parking lot. Our needs are minimal. There's lighting, and there's toilet paper. We're happy. It's good. It's all good. (laughs) Well, you bring in all your own supply. Right. And for a long time, you got grant money through the Pennsylvania Council of the Arts, correct? Yes, Rural rural Arts Alliance. Right. Now, that hasn't been true for a while. It got to the point where it became kind of cumbersome because of all the things that we had to do to make sure that the grant had gone through. It, It was probably really good, a good way to start because it made me very organized. I knew that I had to keep all of my receipts. I knew I had to keep everything in order. And it made me start out organized. So it, it was helpful. Yeah. Sure, once you get established. Well, I'm going to turn you over now to my buddy, Maddie Jones, because she has some games, funny games for you. And we all know you're always up for funny games. So I'm going to let Maddie take over. And it's just been so much fun. It was its own little world. It was. It was. And we also made miracles happen in that space. In so one week. In one oh, week. Amazing. Well, now actually, wait, where we go? We, it is now two weeks, right? So one week is elementary. And one week is uh, junior, senior. So, so through 12th grade. So you have enough kids that you can fill up one whole week with elementary school kids and one whole week with junior right. school And that's pretty cool. Hi. This segment is called Bob the Cat because I know <laughs> you love your pet. And so I have some questions for you about okay. cat and pets. So 
throughout your life. I remember a painting and then the sketch for the Indian uh, Art Association show as well. Right. Yeah. Right. You do what? realize that's because art teachers don't, they can't focus on just one media, they have to try everything. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You gotta, you gotta try it all. Right. Because you wanna, you wanna teach people to always try new things. Right. You got acrylic, you got pencil, you got everything. I do like the pencil on paper. Every now and then though, I just have to slap some color on there and make, you know, like an acrylic painting. Uh, I don't too much do oil because, well, the smell of it kind of gets a little overwhelming and it takes forever to dry. And, and I will tell you, when I was in graduate school and my daughter was about two, I was working on a drawing. I don't even remember what it was now. And she was just kind of hanging out with me and I went to go to the bathroom or something. I stepped away for a minute and I came back and she had added to it. <gasps> it was just a little squiggly area in the corner. Yes, and Bob has added to my paintings at times too. For a while, I was working kind of at home, and um, I came back for a moment. I came back, and there was a little footprint in it. I, I went with it. It, it yeah. actually became part of the title. He walks among the flowers. Oh, good. <laughs> it, was, it was fine. What was your first pet? When I was quite young, um, our family had a, a border collie, black and white uh, border, border collie named Mittens. It's of course, plausible white. Another original name, but oh, you know. Yeah. I sort of remember mittens when I was kind of young. We've always had dogs because when we had mittens, my mother wound up with a little poodle named Echo who had a twin brother named Shadow. Poor Echo was a very good-natured dog. Uh, she would let me dress her up in my doll clothes. Wow. And then I would put her in my little carriage and walk her down the street. That's impressive. Yeah. People would look in and go, what a nice little do dog. What? <laughs> now you have a cat named Bob. Yes. Any other pet? No. Years ago, we had a dog named Sammy who was fantastic. She was part lab, part German Shepherd. Really, really pretty marking. She had black ears, black nose, and black tip of her tail. But she uh, she was the only dog I know of who could play ball by herself. She would lay on her back and she would take her paws and put them up in the air and drop the ball and then catch it. Or we'd hear this clunk, 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 and it was her dropping the ball and catching it. <laughs> How did Bob get the name Bob? I actually got hired right about the same time. I got hired at Blairsville, a mascot at the time was a bobcat. Oh. And, and um, Bob used to have these little tufts. He still has them. They're not as big now. Little tufts on the top of his ears. And yeah. if you talk about cat, he stops and looks at you like that's part of his name. Yeah. It's a study according to scientific narrative that cats are just as intelligent as dogs. They know their name. They know patterns. Oh, they yeah. know a lot. They just try to hide everything they know. Because they don't care. Or yeah, they don't want to have to do it. Yes. If we mention anything about trimming nails he immediately goes underneath the love seat one of the only places we can't get him if we walk up the stairs with our shoes on he's underneath there and you can watch him go over he'll crawl under he <laughs> does like a little purr like a bird call yeah yeah do you know about cat cafes is that cafes where cats are just kind of like hang around yeah and okay. you can pet them if you went to a cat cafe what kind of beverage would you order I like lattes latte art of a cat that would be fun yeah. <laughs> when Sammy the dog came along, and Pumpkin used to sit on a higher chair, like a bar stool type chair, and Sammy was a little bit kind of happy go lucky do 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 and she'd walk by, and Pumpkin would reach out and smack her across the nose, <laughs> and it would make this really hollow thud sound. <laughs> no. <laughs> and the dog would be like, what? What just happened? And the cat's up there going, I didn't see anything. <laughs> and then the cat would come over and rub all over the dog, and the dog would have enough of it and, 
and she would like smack her paw down right next to the cat. Wow. As you may know, we used to have our lit nights at the artist's hand where people would share poetry and prose. We share poetry and prose on this podcast to continue this tradition. Today, I have three cat poems for you. If you would like to submit poetry to this podcast, either drop off your work at the gallery or email your poem or prose to contact theartistshandgallery.com. Okay. Naming of Cats by T.S. Eliot. The naming of cats is a difficult matter. It isn't just one of your holiday games. You may think at first I'm as mad as a hatter when I tell you a cat must have three different names. First of all, there's the name that the family use daily, such as Peter, Augustus, Alonzo, or James, such as Victor, Jonathan, George, or Bill, Bailey, all of them sensible, everyday names. There are fancier names if you think they sound sweeter, some for the gentlemen, some for the dames, such as Plato, Admetus, Electra, Demeter, but all of them sensible everyday names. But I tell you, a cat needs a name that's particular, a name that's peculiar and more dignified, else how can he keep his tail perpendicular or spread out his whiskers or cherish his pride? Of names of this kind, I can give you a quorum, such as Munscomtrap, Quaxo, or Coricopat, such as Bombalorina or else Jelly Lorum, names that never belong to more than one cat. But above and beyond, there's still one name left over, and that is the name that you never will guess, the name that no human research can discover, but the cat himself knows and will never confess. When you notice a cat in profound meditation, the reason, I tell you, is always the same. His mind is engaged in a rapt contemplation of the thought of the thought of the thought of his name, his ineffable, effable, ineffable, deep, inscrutable, singular name. Cats Will Know by Shazari Pavesi, translated by Jeffrey Brock. Rain will fall again on your smooth pavement, a light rain like a breath or a step. The breeze and the dawn will flourish again when you return, as if beneath your step, between flowers and sills, the cats will know. There will be other days, there will be other voices, you will smile alone, the cats will know. You will hear words, old and spent and useless like costumes left over from yesterday's parties. You too will make gestures, you'll answer with words. Face of springtime, you too will make gestures. The cats will know face of springtime, and the light rain, and the hyacinth dawn that wrench the heart of him who hopes no more for you. They are the sad smile you smile by yourself. There will be other days, other voices and renewals. Face of springtime, we suffer at daybreak. Pongabon, translated by Seamus Haney from the 9th century Irish poem. Pongabon and I at work. Adepts equals cat and clerk. His whole instinct is to hunt, mine to free the meaning pent. More than loud acclaim, I love books, silence, thought, my alcove. Happy for me, Pongerbon. Child plays round some mouse's den. Truth to tell, just being here, housed alone, housed together, adds up to its own reward. <laughs> 
concentration, stealthy art. Next thing, an unwary mouse bears his flank, ponger pounces. Next thing, lines that held and held meaning back begin to yield. All the while, his round bright eye fixes on the wall while I focus my less piercing gaze on the challenge of the page. With his unsheathed perfect nails, Ponger springs, exults, and kills. Then the longed-for difficult answers come. I, too, exult. So it goes to each his own. No vying, no vexation. Taking pleasure, taking pains. Kindred spirits, veterans. Day and night, soft purr, soft pad. Pangerban has learned his trade. Day and night, my own hard work solves the cruxes, makes a mark. Alright. Maybe you're next cat Pangerban. Maybe. <laughs> Something bold, a work of art will suit your soul.